I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Jamie Welcome. has her lenses on. She is yeah. ready, ready, lenses. ready. Lenses. We're out of control. Out of control. Ready for Maybe my all own hand things. is doing it to me. Who knows? <laughs> So many, so much talk of hands, which mm. will be had because today we are talking about the 1987 American comedy horror, as Wiki describes it, mm-hmm. The Evil Dead 2. Please, Ash. Please don't hurt me. You swore, you swore that we'd always be together. I love you. The first one was a supernatural horror film, <laughs> and this one, they're, I guess, leaning into the fact that they want it to be a little bit more comedic, so... Uh, Nikisha, let's be clear, it's just Evil Dead 2. Oh, excuse me. No article in the phrase. <laughs> There's excuse <no>. me. <laughs> it's just Evil Dead 2. So, of course, uh, this movie was written and directed by Sam Raimi, who wrote and directed the first one. Uh, He also had a co-writer on this one, Scott Spiegel. And, of course, this is the second one in The Chain. And it is considered a sequel and a requel for all you people who have heard the terminology of requel, especially when we talked about all of our Scream stuff in our Scream series. So this one is considered not only a continuation, but a little bit of a revamp of the original, which we'll talk about that because I was V confused until I figured out exactly what was going on about 10 minutes in. Yeah. So the most important person in here is Bruce Campbell. So that's who we're going to talk about. That is the lead. That is the star. He is returning as our near and dear Ash Williams. Hashtag no relation to me, Nikisha Williams. But I wish because he's pretty much a badass. And, you know, I would love to have him on my team for mm-hmm. any and all things considered evil for sure. in the dead also, world. Going back to the title for a second, yes. it's also like there's also technically there's a subtitle to this movie that is never used, which is Dead by Dawn. Yes. Um uh that's it. I had no that's it. <laughs> I saw that as well and then thought about Dead by Daylight, and they should definitely mm-hmm. have Ash as a character that you could play in that because I think that would be absolutely amazing to <laughs> well, play. I think they're making awesome. a movie. What a Dead by Daylight movie? Yeah, I remember seeing something recently that yes. they are doing, which I thought was really interesting because aren't there like a bunch of horror uh, like killers from There movies? are. So I don't know In how it? they could get Whoa. the It's right. a Blumhouse. <laughs> it's Blumhouse and it's um, Atomic, Atomic Monster, Monster. James Bond. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, so they've, they've got a nice little... Uh, 
nest egg of monsters. Yeah, I trust I don't them. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I would absolutely go see a movie version of that game because it's yeah. a mm-hmm. It's a cool game, a cool concept to play as either a killer or a survivor, if or, or yeah, someone who's trying to get away from the, the killer. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played Dead by Daylight, super, super fun times. Uh, so yeah, before we get into everything that is Evil Dead 2, no article. That's what that's the new title. Evil, yeah, Dead, 2, Evil Dead 2, no article. No article. <laughs> uh, producer Brian, do you want to tell us some things? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, everybody. If you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Um, if you don't want to watch us, you're, you're you cool. know, go to the podcast. That's cool. Great. Um, <laughs> that's cool, but, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Um, but you can find us on all social media at Talk Horror Pod. Um, and we are doing some really fun things there, especially on TikTok. So check us out there. Um uh, again at Talk Horror Pod. Yeah, you're but doing Nikita- the 50 states of of oh, uh, yeah. spooky movies. I'm right currently now. doing oh, the yeah. 50 states. One movie from each. One movie that takes place in each state. Um, and I don't really have a rubric. I just do what I want to do. Um, <laughs> but something that I'm obsessed with right now mm-hmm. is I rediscovered Letterboxed. Don't know uh, that at all. Basically, it's like movie social media. So it's a way to, mm-hmm. it's an app that allows you to track all of the movies you've seen, rate them, create different lists. You can follow people on it. You ha- There's a diary function where you can like say when you watched it. So you can look through the years of like when you've seen them. Um, mm. I've gone through all of them and I've tried to rate every single movie I've seen. I, there are thousands of them. I'm not writing reviews, but I'm doing the ratings and I've created mm-hmm. lists. So like lists I've created are like all the movies we've done on Talking Horror, all of mm-hmm. my favorite animal attack movies, all the horror movies that I've seen that came out in 2023. I'm trying to like turn that into kind of my source of truth, if you will, uh, for my movie love. But you can follow people on that. Um, So you can find me uh, at, you know, uh, Brian Plofsky or my handle is BSP527. Um, so if you want to follow me on there, I'm having a ton of fun. I'm, I downloaded it like years ago. I I couldn't get into it. And then recently for whatever reason, um, I'm into it. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my new obsession. I've been like, nice. L- literally, look. I've been like, like, look up every movie from the two thousands, like that decade, and I'm just mm-hmm. scrolling through, going through them. Oh, I've seen this one, two stars, three stars, four stars, like doing yeah. all that stuff. That's really yeah, cool that's, and sounds something that's right up your alley of things yeah. that you could kill time do. Oh, Brian and <laughs> data and, and then tracking stuff, especially tracking movies. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Big again, time. with the TikTok categories, thank you all for all of the follow. So now Brian can be <laughs> oh, in this element of categorizing oh the playlist. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're amazing. Um, yeah, so follow us on all of those things. Um, just adding, uh, you know, I'm adding letterbox to the mix. Okay, and what's the movie that you've watched uh, this week? Because I know we're still trying to get oh. you past... So it's not new. This was just one I wanted oh, to watch. Okay, okay, okay. I watched Burning Bright, which is a uh, tiger animal attack movie. Uh, basically, it's about this woman who's going off to college, um, and she has to leave her autistic brother, who she has been taking care of. But her father spends the mo- her stepfather spends the money that she was going to use to send her brother to like a care facility uh, mm. to buy. 
to buy a tiger for his new like tiger ranch and uh the tiger gets loose in the house and she and the brother have to kind of escape uh that's burning bright uh it's an it was it's uh wait yeah <laughs> because why does it secretly sound like what's the uh, that uh netflix show that everybody was obsessed with with tiger king is this yeah. like a horror uh, version so of Tiger it's King? Like, so it also takes place during a hurricane, and so all the the everything is boarded up so they can't escape. So it's like Crawl meets crawl, yeah. Tiger King <laughs> meets, yeah, there's a lot happening there. Meets Life of Pi. Yeah. <laughs> the movie tries to do something more. It's trying to say something at the beginning about like, um, responsibilities and family and loyalty and carving your own path and then mm-hmm. and then it just stops it like is not about those things anymore and then oh, it's about gosh. like escaping this tiger um the 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 camera work like the, there's no tiger there like so the camera work is very jaws-esque where like it's like point of view and then every once in a while when they see the tiger like it's pretty good. The movie magic's pretty good, but like I had a blast watching it. And this mm-hmm. is not like fine cinema, but I had a blast watching it. <laughs> no, so, it's fine cinema. Yeah, it's fine cinema. <laughs> uh, so Burning Bright, I watched it on Tubi. Nice. Jamie, mm-hmm. you watched it as well? You no, said, I didn't. No? Okay, but I'm pr- I'm like 80% <laughs> sure that I saw. You know how TikTok sometimes will just like play a whole movie? Yes. <laughs> you on just the live. watch all the parts. I'm pretty sure I got like several parts of this movie in a row and I was like mm. I okay I need to I need to stop uh yeah so yeah I'm I think I made the right choice for myself I've watched so many movies on TikTok in like 35 parts <laughs> I watched Remember the Titans I watched Rudy no. I watched The Martian like I've seen all these movies before right 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 but mm. they get you you're like I love this scene when Denzel Washington <laughs> is waking them up in the middle of the night for them to run and learn how to not be racist yes. at each other and then like <laughs> and then and then I end up watching like all two hours of it in five minute segments oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. and it's not the ones because you know some of the TikTok videos that they have someone explaining what's happening no, the, no, no, it's just the yeah, actual. No. It's like the okay. actual thing, right? Okay, you're okay, you're okay. talking about the one of like, this is crazy. This man is trying to do this. Yes, and this, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. no, no. It was like the actual movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, hot take. Remember the Titans is a top five greatest sports movies of all time. Oh yeah, I would think a majority of people would agree with you on yeah. that one. Yeah, I don't think that's hot. I think that's a, yeah. That's oh, regular a regular take. take. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a, fair. That's fair. <laughs> It's the uh, answer. It's the <laughs> Everyone answer. Everyone is wrong if they yeah, think that fair. it's not that's in the fair. top five. Uh, also, just quick, uh, remember the Titans fun fact uh, is that uh, when I saw it in movie theaters, I was, you know, what, a teenager or whatever it is. And uh, when I saw it in movie theaters, like uh, the sign wasn't big enough, like the digital sign wasn't big enough. So it just said, remember the tit. And I thought it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Absolutely. our new podcast, Remember the Tit, and yeah. where we talk about only watching Remember the Titans on TikTok only. Yeah. Anyway, there that's you go. What I did. That's like that's a sub a subsection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I haven't watched anything spooky, although I'm on season five now of The Walking Dead. So oh, yeah. Still wow. Still uh, stoked. They, they reached Terminus, and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. So mm. super excited to continue on with that. I also started some. 
because we were in our The Last of Us apocalyptic, mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of with The Walking Dead 2 in an apocalyptic phase, there's yeah. this new show on Amazon Prime called Class of 07, which that's my class. So I thought, mm, I'm going to watch mm-hmm. this, and it's a comedy. And it's with our girl who was in uh, The Uninvited. Oh, um, Emily Brown. Yeah. Browning. Oh, you mean the yes. little girl from Ghost Ship? Or that. <laughs> I never saw or Ghost Sucker Ship. Punch. Oh, sucker punch, sucker yes. punch too. Sucker punch, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just basically these girls going to their class reunion, but then the whole world gets kind of washed up in a flood, and so because their school was on top of this huge mountain, like the flood didn't get to them, so That's now amazing. they're just all stuck. Oh, Wait, what's this called? Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a TV show. 07. It's called Class of 07 oh, it's on Australian. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So that's been a fun, just amusing kind of, if you want uh, an apocalypse, but make it fun, <laughs> watch <laughs> class of, of 07. Nikisha, uh, I still have to get you to watch Station 11. Station oh, 11? Oh, yeah, I need to watch that, okay. too. Yeah. I need to put that down. You will love, if you're in the post-apocalyptic mood, and yeah. but you want something a little bit more serious, um, mm-hmm. and, and you want to cry, that's the one. It's amazing. Okay. It's about, um, for those of you who don't know, listening, it's it trigger warning. It is like pandemic city. It like follows exactly what we went through, but like even worse, obviously. Mm. And then it's post-apocalyptic. And this, the, it, it, it is told from the point of view of a woman who is a part of a Shakespeare troupe in post-apocalyptic world going around to community to community doing Shakespeare. And there's a conversation about like, you know, mm. do you move forward? Why are you, the, the old world is dead. Why are we still keeping it alive through art and whatnot? And it's mm. more than that, but it's it's spectacular. Great. I'm in. Yeah. You got me at Shakespeare Troop. Yeah, you'll <laughs> love <there>. it. I'm <laughs> there. Fantastic. Well, one more thing before we get started. So if y- y'all already know, people listening, that I am on the Hamilton tour and... We what? are Wait, what? <laughs> You're in Hamilton and you didn't even tell. We just thought you really liked it. You're in it? <laughs> I have all of this Hamilton stuff on and around me just cuz. I just thought you were a just big it's I a good it. show. I didn't know that you were in it. You're like are you just like a swing? Are you in the ensemble? <laughs> right. No, Brian, I, I am, I am uh, the girl, Eliza, doing the you, things, you're making people Eliza cry. Eliza Hamilton in <laughs> Hamilton, and you never told us? That's just like the possessed thing. It's like, you have to tell us if you're possessed. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the wow. same. It's the same this thing. This is a shock to me. This is a shock to me. I can't believe you're in. Hamilton is like the number one musical ever, and you're in it? Yes. Wow. Yes, guys. Follow follow us if you're a Hamilton fan, but don't like horror, but still like Hamilton. Follow us on the, <laughs> the crossover. All social medias. The crossover. The crossover is there. Uh, I mean, so with, there is an orphanage. There is. Oh, my God. Please watch The Orphan and think of Eliza's <laughs> orphanage when, when oh, you do. Wow. That's the crossover Ooh. right there. Yeah. Talking about, talk about Bat Press. Ooh. <laughs> I'm dead. So with that, all that to say is that I'm on tour, I'm on the road, and one of our stops is San Antonio. And so we got a list 
of all of the hotel options that our company management has made available to us that we could book in San Antonio. And one of the company options is the Emily Morgan Hotel, which a friend in the cast told me that it is one of the top haunted hotels in the world. Not just in Texas, not just in the United States, like top five haunted hotels in the world. And we have the option to stay at this place for the two weeks that we are in San Antonio. And as I was looking up information about it, there are different floors that are haunted for different reasons. (laughs) What? (laughs) It sounds like a video game. Like you're, oh, now you're on the flood floor where everyone drowned. Exactly. Exactly. So if you go on the Emily Morgan, and I want to make sure I'm I'm saying that because I I, I pulled it up just to make sure. Yeah. The Haunted Emily Morgan Hotel. And on the front page, it just gives you like 11th floor. This is what happened. Ninth floor. This is what happened. Seventh floor. This is what happened. Third floor. This is what happened. And and haunted elevators, you know? (laughs) And so... I don't know if I'm going to stay there the do whole time. Do, oh, the whole time. <laughs> but you're going to stay there for a portion, right? But for a portion, yes. Okay, like, okay. To say that I stayed there for a couple of days cool. and stay on the haunted floors to see what the deal is, I I will maybe try to video some things or yeah. some happenings. You, you do a TikTok board? video. Don't bring a yeah. Ouija board. No, don't do it. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> but there are some other spooky friends mm. that I think would join me in the endeavor for sure. So Hmm. I will keep you guys posted. That's not until this summer um, that I'll go. But the Emily Morgan Hotel, guys, if any of y'all have been there, you know, find us on social media. Tell us your experience if you've if you've been over there. But I'm super excited. And it seems like it it will be a lot, but lots of reports of spooky things happening, especially if every floor is just something something new. Like Dead Bride People who are, it used to be a hospital, I think. So, you know, there's like oh, dead no. bodies everywhere. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be mm-hmm. a moment. So, super excited slash nervous about that because I don't yeah, want don't them bring to take my cell. I don't need them to be whispering, join us, join us. Yeah. Join us, join us. <laughs> While I'm sleeping. So, yeah. It'll be a fun time. But only when I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Only, only when I'm awake. <laughs> But yeah, so excited about that. So yeah, uh, anything else, guys? Do you want to just get into Evil Dead too? No, I, I just want to say, Nikisha, we talked about Ooh. this all week. We can't wait to hear what you think about this movie. <laughs> but first, someone's got to Nikisha. I think you should do the plot. Yeah, I'll yeah, do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch the plot. <laughs> Okay. Yo, I just watched this today and and still my brain. All right, Nikisha, are you ready to do the plot? Oh my god, yeah. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Two minutes. Go. So we open back up with our star, Ash, and he is going to a cabin with his girlfriend. And so in the first 10 minutes, it's basically what happened in the first movie, but they're kind of redoing it. So it was just him and his girlfriend instead of him and his girlfriend and his friends and his sister. So this go around, his girlfriend still gets possessed. He still takes the shovel and knocks her head off and tries to bury her. (laughs) And then the evil entity comes to him and he gets pushed back into the woods. And so he's trying to escape. He can't escape, so he has to go back to the house. And then there's another scene where 
from the first movie, the daughter of the guy who found the Book of the Dead and has a tape recorder, she found some more pages from the Book of the Dead and she's trying to get to the cabin to meet her parents so that they can like go with their findings of everything and blah, 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 blah. So Ash is still trying to fend off all of the evil things that are coming at him. His hand gets possessed and then he has to cut it off. And so he cuts it off. The hand is still running around everywhere. He's trying to shoot it, but it's still just in the wall somewhere, hiding, waiting to make its return sometime later in the movie. So then the daughter and some of her friends get to the house with the pages from Book of the Dead, and they're like, oh my gosh. Uh, well, first off, they couldn't go through the bridge because the bridge was was uh, destroyed, so they had to walk around on this trail. So they got to the house where Ash was, and then the girl is asking, where are my parents? Where are my parents? And Ash is like, well, they're not here. And then they play the tape recorder, and the, it reveals that the dad had to kill the mom, and he didn't want to dismember her, so he buried her in the cellar. And so then the mom seconds. is coming out. Yes, the mom is coming out trying to possess everyone. There's some other people that die. Eventually, the daughter and Ash have to try to kill the entity by using the Book of the Dead. And so Ash, because he only has one hand, gets a chainsaw. And then he tries to kill the entity, but it doesn't work. And he gets sucked into <laughs> this, this I don't know, black hole thing. And now he's in another time period. And... With, yeah, he's uh, there. <laughs> That's it. You nailed it. That's it. <laughs> Evil Dead 2, no article. No article. <laughs> yes. Remember the tit. <laughs> Evil Remember Dead the tit. 2, no article, <laughs> colon. <laughs> Remember the tit. <laughs> Dead by daylight. <laughs> Dead by daylight. That's the plot. So, so, so many things for this movie, but let's get into our first segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. And let's talk about our relationship in seeing this movie in particular. And, uh, of course this was my first time, uh, <laughs> watching it. So, Jamie, let's start off with you. Tell us your relationship with the second movie and give us your likes and gripes. Yeah. So <clears throat> as I mentioned on Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, the first one, uh, I article. first watched. Yes, with article. the article. <clears throat> I first watched these in college and I think we like marathoned at least the first two. I can't remember when I watched the third one, although I, I assume that I would have watched it altogether, but I know I watched the second one right after the first one. So I was like semi-confused, but I just kind of went with it. Mm -hmm. uh, because like, if you have seen this movie, it's, it's like sort of continuing the story, but also not sort of continuing the story. So it is a little bit unusual. It's almost like they like fine tuned the things from the first movie and, mm. and then just like continued on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, so yeah, so I watched this in college, uh, and again, I loved it. Um, I think especially watching them like immediately back to back, something about that made it less confusing just because it's like, I'm carrying the knowledge from the first one directly into the sequel. So I'm like, mm -hmm. at first you, there is that moment of like, why are we doing this again? Um, but again, yes. you then kind of realize that it's like the same ish thing but you still get more of like the backstory of the book and like what's going on with the necronomicon and the deadites and all of that stuff 
Um, and then you also get like more of that slapstick, uh, three stooges comedy mm-hmm. stuff, which like is weird if you're not expecting it. But I also just like have a very soft spot in my heart for all things comedy horror. Um, mm-hmm. I just like, I know some people are like horror purists and you are entitled to your opinions. And my <laughs> opinion is that of like, what is wrong with comedy horror? I think that there's like so many excellent things that you can do with, you know, taking a a, com- a comedic spin on the horror genre. And like, that's what we get here. And we get more of what I loved in the first one, which is like <laughs> these moments of Bruce Campbell by himself, just like being dogged on by Sam Raimi. And then also like just being a complete weirdo alone with nothing else happening yes. to him. It's just, like things are happening to him, but like it's literally just him. Um, I I love the possessed hand. Um, I like that whole interaction. I love the scene where all of the inanimate objects around him are laughing maniacally. Um, it's just totally absurd. I love when he's staring at the mirror thinking he's talking to like a reflection and then he's like, uh, no, none of this is normal. And he freaks out. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like those, those two specific scenes, I feel like we've seen those a million times since. And Mm -hmm. like, this one still does it in one of the more fun ways that just like makes you feel a little bit crazy, but you're like leaning into the fun. I think that's kind of the the charm of this movie in general is like it kind of makes you feel crazy, but like you want to have fun with them too. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling, an amazing feeling, but a weird one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, like it's very it's it's jarring because I don't think you're expecting it, especially with the first one, because the first one does present itself as more like a little bit more taking itself seriously with Mm -hmm. like the horror genre. And then this one kind of like veers off and you're just like, what is going on? Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I, what? And, but like, again, I think that, I think Bruce Campbell, Ash Williams is so charming that you like, at least for me, I want to just follow along with like this bizarro journey that he's on and like figure out what's going on. Um, yes, yes. bizarre, bizarre is a key, a key word here. Um, but I will say, I don't think that this is necessarily a gripe because it's, you know, as we continue, we're not covering the Ash versus Evil Dead TV series, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of this version of Ash that we get and then it like continues on, but not a gripe, but his character definitely changes significantly between the first film and the second film. Mm. In the first one, it's like, you know, just the fear and like shock of what's going on around him. In this one, you immediately get like the kind of smarmy version of Ash where he's like, what do you think, kid? He's like, hey, baby, I wrote those down <laughs> because, and I wrote smarmy because he's like, he's like kind of like a douchebag. Um, like that's, that's more of his vibe. He's like still got the charm and the charisma, but he's like too self, he's like too egotistical. Um, yeah. and, and like that just comes out so much. And I remember finding it so jarring after watching the, at least recently after rewatching the first one being like, oh yeah, like he's he's way more reserved in those but he like really amps up this like 
smarmy personality in this one. And I feel like, again, we'll, we'll talk about future ones and we won't get to the TV show, but I'm sure I'll sprinkle in some thoughts about that. Cause I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I have like mixed feelings on that, but again, like that's part of what his character is. And like, I've learned to love Ash for all, you know, all of his flaws. Um, but it does feel like this like weird jump. That's like not really explainable. Um, because I mm-hmm. also think it kind of undercuts his like relationships, but then again, it's like, it feeds into the smarminess. Like, of course he's going to be like overly flirty and like trying to bang his girlfriend, Linda and like, yeah. you know, just like really pushy on, on that front. Um, but yeah, so like I have like mixed feelings about the, the kind of curve in his character. Um, but again, like then it also, I think makes you feel less bad that all of this stuff is happening to him because mm-hmm. you're like, well, he's kind of a douchebag. So like he can punch himself in the face with his possessed hand and like chop it off and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. He's, he's he a little duty head. Yeah. Yes. So I, I feel like I wonder if that's the intention of like, well, if he's a little bit less likable than the fact that like, he's just being totally brutalized throughout this whole right. movie right. makes it a little bit. Okay. Um, so, but it's still, there's something about it that still like makes me feel weird. Um, yeah. In terms of another, like, again, I love the cinematography. I love all the weird stuff they do that flying in the air sequence in the beginning when he's like in the woods and like Mm -hmm. spinning around and like, you know, it's just like wild. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very into it. Um, again, I just like really like Sam Raimi's. I, um, mm-hmm. more of the, I, I remember I even looked up what the diagonal camera, um, thing is called. And now I forget what it is again. Um, uh, yeah, no, I can't remember. Um, I was like, no, it'll come to me. Um, but it didn't. So I, I know nothing. Um, <laughs> I, and I, I like that instead of, instead of it being his friends that like, now we get this a, new a cast Dutch of characters. Angle. Thank you. It's called a Dutch, Dutch angle. angle. Okay. Mm. Um, I was thinking about all the tasty food that we had in the Netherlands. Ooh. Um, when you said Dutch. Dutch. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, I, I like all the new characters that we have here outside of just the friend group um, because, like, there's some people who now have some more, like, buy-in. I mean, not even the people that he that are all traveling together, but, like, true, true shout-out to um, – Henrietta, the mom, uh, yes. a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Ted Raimi in, like, a bizarre fat suit. Um, so Sam Raimi's bro uh, is so in bizarre. that disgusting costume that apparently was, like, so hot and sweaty that they had to, like, take cups, like, Dixie cups to, like, dump the water out of Ooh. Um, because it was so hot and gross. Um, but, like, that's a true standout <laughs> performance for me. Um, it's just so gross and wild and when he's like spinning in the air Mm -hmm. he's just like I mean yeah Henrietta is unstoppable until obviously she is stoppable but um love (laughs) love Henrietta um (gasps) and then you I mean my favorite thing is just like you get Ash in his final form which is his hand is chopped off but don't worry, he has a, um, a, a, chainsaw a chainsaw attached to his hand now. And you get the sawed-off shotgun in the other hand. Like, he's he's ready to go. And, like, that's mm-hmm. – if I was in an apocalypse, like, I would totally 
you know, want to be by his side, except for when he accidentally gets me killed somehow. So that definitely <laughs> would be, that would not be uh, good. Um, but yeah, I just, I love this movie. It just like does what I already like and then like goes off the deep end with it and I still mm-hmm. like it. Um, it's truly a, a favorite of mine. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll piggyback <laughs> off of that. Yes, I can't wait. Yes, please. Okay, I'm going to start off by saying that I liked this one a lot more than I did the first one. <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay? But it took me a long time to get, to buy into everything. And mm-hmm. I still have like a, a, a side feeling of this might just not be my type of comedy horror sure. movie. But I will say, and to Jamie's point about the mirror sequence and when he was laughing at the inanimate objects, I did make a note of that in saying, I get it. He's gone insane and it makes sense laughing with the inanimate objects. And that deer was so creepy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has like really wild enjoyed that. neck movement. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. Ooh, that... that <laughs> Had had little tingles down my spine when mm-hmm. I when I saw that one. I thought it was really cool um, mm-hmm. in the midst of everything that was going on. But the very beginning, I, I was also confused of what is happening because my first thought was, <laughs> why the hell are you going back to this place again with a different girl? Because it's supposed to be the same girl. Linda is the same name, right? But it's a different mm-hmm. actress. Mm-hmm. So I, I before he said her name, I was just thinking, why are you going back to that place what is going on? What is happening? Why are you listening to the recording again? You mm. already know. And then I thought, oh, is this a flashback of or whatever is supposed to happen? And then, yes, it is. It's just kind of, like you said, Jamie, rebranding of what has gone on. But it is nice that you have information from the other movie, especially with the tape recorder situation and knowing about the dismembering the body so that when it comes around again, it could be something that could be easily missed if you only watched Evil Dead 2 for the first time and not the first one. But when mm-hmm. you know what's happened in the first one, it all just makes sense coming together with this. Uh, so I, I appreciate it because, you know, you don't have... Everyone else in the first movie was so annoying anyway. So if you want to redo <laughs> the whole first movie and make yeah. it the first 10 minutes of this movie with just Bruce Campbell, down. Totally yeah. down. Because everyone else hated them. Bruce... We love you. So I, I will stand uh, Bruce Campbell in this. And it, but going through it, it just felt kind of the same. Okay, we're going through this again. He's in the woods. The things are possessing him. But then I did appreciate the hand moment because I knew what was coming with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very, very cool that he had the little latch on him to where he could pull the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I thought that was excellent, mm-hmm. genius. Totally down for that. Again, I agree with Jamie. If I needed someone in Apocalypse, I would absolutely have him on my team, as uh, well as Rick and Michonne from The Walking Dead, because I know that they would keep me safe. <laughs> and uh, so when I got back out of it again, well, okay, I'll, keep, I'll continue with my likes. I really enjoyed the mirror scene because I thought that was very well done, and, it, and the editing was really nice as far as him in the movement with the mirror and then the guy coming at him from the mirror side. I thought that was a really nice uh, sequence and the makeup and everything was creepier, which I enjoyed that as well. Mm -hmm. I, (laughs) sorry, what were you going to say, Brian? Oh no, I was just going to say my favorite makeup is actually the um, Ash demon makeup when he wakes up 
like in the puddle. Yeah. And he's, I, I just think it's like it's unexpected. The makeup is excellent. Um, I think that's the first time you see like the excellent makeup in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, hmm. yeah, that one stands out to me for whatever reason. Yeah, I and and the hand makeup too, and and the hand movements mm-hmm. stood out to me too. As far as something that was really kind of nicely done for the time period, and the scene that stands out to me was when the hand knocks him out, but then the hand is trying to go for the uh, knife. And mm-hmm. so it's pulling his whole body. And I'm just thinking to myself, how is this little hand just pulling this whole guy's body? And then I'm just thinking, how so is good. Bruce doing this to where it looks like it's pulling this? So I thought it was right? just really it's, It is like impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, yeah. it is. I agree. I agree. Um, but again, once I got past the, 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 as Jamie put it, the purest <laughs> whatever of it. Like I said, when he started laughing with those inanimate objects, then I was like, okay, 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 I'm down. I, I can get with everything else that's going to happen <laughs> after this. This is absolutely believable. The absurdity of all of the blood, especially when that um, trucker guy gets dragged into the cellar by mm. uh, Henrietta, mm-hmm. and then there's just an obscene <laughs> amount of blood that just comes oh, So out. good. Uh, yeah, so... I I think the in general the movie is great for what it is. I'm super curious as to what is going to happen next now that he's sucked into a different world because mm. then the whole oh boy Book of the Dead thing that has in 1700 AD blah 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 and then it's a picture of a guy with the chainsaw forehand. Yeah. And I was just thinking <laughs> what? How did we how how did we get here? But that's then you figure out how we got there, and then it's like okay, well, great, yes, that makes sense in the in this world and and what they're trying to do as far as he is going to be kind of the one who defeats the entity, the evil in general. And another makeup thing that I really loved at the very end when the evil being was trying to come at him with the trees. When the tree grabbed Ash and the whole face is in the doorway. I really liked that makeup. I thought that was really fun and it added with the creepiness of everything else that was was happening. So I liked I I liked seeing the demon in that form that made sense and it was still just super like creepy and uh yeah. So Overall, I mean, it's definitely a good time. Again, something that I feel like if I watched again, I would enjoy it more. And again, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved the second one so much more than the first one. But I think it was mostly just because the other characters were just way too annoying for my taste. And <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Bruce Campbell truly do anything, even if it is just punching himself in the face, because <laughs> he just got that charm. There's just something mm-hmm. about him. He, you know, you, even if he is douchey in the beginning, you still are kind of rooting for him. But mm-hmm. that also might be residue from the first movie. Sure. Just, sure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I had to put down a lot of uh walls <laughs> to get there <laughs> but once i got there i bought into it so those are my likes and gripes what about you brian um so this was my second time watching it i only watched it for the first time during the height of lockdown uh when we watched all of them and akisha i had the same opinion as you then 
Uh, mm. That was my gripe. It took me too long to get into it because my brain is trying to figure out, like, wait a second. We've done this already. Is this a sequel? It's not a sequel. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? And it, it, it took, honestly, the first time I just couldn't get into it. Like, and it was fun. And I liked those moments where he, like, puts the chainsaw on and says, like, groovy. And then, like, all the blood. Groovy, it, it, yes. And it's, and it's a ton of fun. But I had a hard time getting into it the first time. I really, really did. Um, uh, and so that's like my biggest gripe of it all. Um, but this time on my second viewing, I had an absolute blast because I believe that, yeah, I, I can just accept it for exactly what it is. And it's right. really fun. The frenetic energy of this movie is great. Um, it gets right into it. And like Jamie said, and, and like you said too, because we have all of the setup from the first one already, we didn't need to waste time with that. Like we, we understand what's happening here, especially yes. when you've seen it before and you're like, I get, just get me to the fun stuff. Um, the special effects are great. As you both mentioned, um, truly some excellent top notch, like all time slapstick comedy in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the 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 entity chasing him through the house and breaking through all the doors like that just incredible direction and like the movement of all of that is wonderful and this time the specifically the hand trying to get the knife and carrying him and all of that stuff mm -hmm. I was actually laughing out loud um, yes. for the, all the youngins <laughs> I was lolling um, and lolling lolling. Um, I don't think young people use lol. <laughs> yeah, think, I think that's an I think that's strictly an old person thing. You're right. Um, oh, excellent point. Uh, <laughs> and I think what's interesting about this is we talked about in the last our last episode when we talked about the Evil Dead with the article. Um, 1981. This movie felt like a carryover from 70s like yes. indies type stuff. And yes. like, and then you had it was starting to half lean into the comedy of it. It didn't really know what it was. It, it was kind of ahead of its time in some ways. Um, mm. But this one in '87 just like fully leans into the comedy. Feels like an '80s horror movie. Like uh, that's not a bad thing at all. I'm saying it's mm. fascinating to watch the evolution of the '81 to '87 because in the middle of this, Sam Raimi had a bomb of a movie, um, uh, and so. He didn't want to, like, risk having another movie bomb, essentially. Um, um, that was Crime Wave. Uh, so, like, they were like, let's do an Evil Dead sequel. And he was like, well, I have this idea for one. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, stick to the Cabin in the Woods stuff. That's what people want to see. So then he refashioned mm. this one because the idea he had was actually Army of Darkness, which we'll obviously get to next week. Um, oh. And so, like, this one was kind of used to, like, set up the actual idea he had while using the other ones, which is, like, <clears throat> behind the scenes, that's fascinating and so interesting. The movie history behind this is awesome. But, like, mm -hmm. in execution, you really have to see it a second time to, like, get past the the the, the reboot aspect of it, uh, in, in yes. my opinion. Um, uh, unless you're told. I, I you know. So uh, that, that I mean, that's just high level for me. I, I really enjoy this movie. I enjoy this movie so much more this time on my second viewing. Um, and, I, and, and it's funny, um, Army of the Dead, uh, excuse me, Army of Army Darkness, Darkness was the first one that I saw. 
Um, oh, okay. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I saw it on a VHS at like sleepaway camp, like just they ever wanted to watch it or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I dig this movie greatly. Uh, <clears throat> it's not one of my absolute favorites, um, but um, of all, because I'm not an 80s movie type person when it comes to horror movies right. that we've discussed on this right. one, even though I love Monster Squad because I have nostalgia. <laughs> but like this one, this one breaks through that mold for me. If that makes yeah. sense. So basically what you're saying is that it's groovy. It's groovy. That's it. Groovy. <laughs> it's groovy. Yeah. I also, uh, I watch all of Burn Notice. So I love Bruce Campbell. Uh, he's one of the nice. characters in Burn Notice. So you did. <laughs> Burn Notice is great. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out what I knew him from. I was I meant to look up his IMVD because his older face looks more familiar. And so I was trying <clears throat> to figure out what, where I saw him in other TV shows, movies mm. than this. Because I know this can't be my first introduction to him. No, you've seen him in probably a million things. Did you see yeah. Multiverse of Madness? I forget. No, I haven't yet. Uh, I mean, I mean, only because that's Sam Raimi. But he's in every Sam Raimi movie, almost basically. He's in all the Spider-Man oh, okay. movies. Um, oh, uh, great! Wait, who was he in the Spider-Man movies? He's just like a random guy in each random movie. guy. Because oh, Sam okay. Raimi made those also. Are you talking about like? The, the uh, first Spider-Man, yeah, with Tobey Maguire. Yes. Great. Then I probably mm-hmm. have seen him because I love those Spider-Man. Yeah, movies. you definitely mm-hmm. have. <laughs> um, also, uh, when he's in one of the great films, Bubba Hotep. Oh my god! What? I actually have not seen that one. Bubba Same. Hotep is about <laughs> uh, Bruce <laughs> Campbell and Ozzie Davis play two old men in an old folks' home um, <laughs> who believe that they are JFK and Elvis. Uh, and somehow, I don't remember, it's been a while, um, uh, an ancient mummy pharaoh is risen from the dead, and uh, the two of them, as Elvis and JFK, need to take out this mummy that's attacking the old folks' home. It's a great, great horror comedy. Bubba Hotep. Okay. Yes. Got it. It's He's really also in good. Sky High. <laughs> I love that movie. Great film. Oh, the Disney movie, yes? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I probably know him from that, too, because that's also He's great. like the coach. Coach mm, Boomer, Sonic mm-hmm, Boom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's a great movie. Oh, what a, what a fulfilling career for, uh, <laughs> for Bruce Campbell. But I'm really excited, Brian, to your point about watching mm. it again. I feel like I'm going to make a point this Halloween to put it in the mix. Yeah, that's a good idea. With, you know, Trick or Treat and all the other things I like to watch and just see how I feel about it. Then in the Halloween atmosphere and the spooky season, and I feel like I'll have an even better experience watching it that time. But it is really hard when the first movie is trying to take itself seriously and then for you to change your perception of it in the second one because sometimes it feels like, Am I supposed to laugh at this because he wants this to be funny? Mm-hmm. Because the mm-hmm. first one wasn't. Or like Brian has explained, he just went the opposite way completely because he wanted to build something that was going to be more of a hit. So just leaning into all of the things that people thought were funny that probably he didn't think was funny in the first one and then just bringing it into the second one. So, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what <laughs> the second the second go around of this definitely putting it i feel like october is a perfect amount of time to step away from this yeah. and um i think i this is my prediction 
I think you are going to be head over heels in love with Evil Dead 2013. And I think that mm. means that you're going to love Evil Dead Rise, which we don't know if we love yet or not. And I think yeah. that's going to kind of reignite your like interest in the first three. And if you give some time away from it and bring it back in October, I think we'll get you. Okay. I'm down. Join, I accept jo- the challenge. Join us. Join us. <laughs> join us. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for like, you know, loving anything, all things that are horror related. Even some of the ones that were like, mm, maybe I'll revisit Monster Squad. Jamie, maybe you should revisit Monster Squad. I've seen it twice now. I'm okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure I will watch it again because I love my husband and he loves that movie. But Such a great supporter. Great <laughs> wife. Listen, I love it. You, you you don't get better than give me the amulet, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I mean, talk about just funny one-liners. Absolutely, man. A slew of great quotes. Uh, so actually, <laughs> you should watch the Wolfman's Got Nards documentary on like the cult status of it. Mm. Um, okay, that def- and before you watch it again, I think that uh, listen, that's not how you should enjoy a movie. You know what I mean? You should just be able to enjoy it like the way it is. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think that you've seen it once. You know how you feel about it. Giving it a little bit more historical context might might you know make you enjoy it again. I, I think don't that's know. fair. And yeah. I like behind the scenes of things and then having to go back and rewatch and see how things, mm-hmm. n- knowing more information about how it was made and the ideas that they had. So I'm yeah. down for that. Wolfman's got nards. Got it. Added to the, <laughs> added added to the, to the list. list. <laughs> Beautiful. So anyone else have any other comments in our likes and gripes section about this? Everything's just groovy and great. Swallow your souls. Groovy. I'll swallow your souls. <laughs> I'll swallow your souls. <laughs> swallow this. Great line. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, let's move into our next section. Mm, brains. <sighs> and uh, like I told Jamie and Brian before we started recording, I had to dig in the depths <laughs> of my deep soul. In, deep in the cellar. Deep mm. in the cellar to find those pages so that I can ask Jamie a question in regards to human behavior for this. Uh, so... We've talked about this in other episodes. The main one I can think about is Hypnotic. <laughs> LOL. Go watch our episode about that. Oh, movie. man. <laughs> I forgot about that movie until you just said something. Yes. What? But, you know, Bruce Campbell in the beginning has a whole lot of hallucinations that are happening, right? And we know that that's mostly because of the evil entity that's trying to possess him. But I do just want to ask a general question, and this might be outside of your general um, practice. General General question, uh, and excuse me if it is outside of your practice, because again, I like to just make Jamie an umbrella for everything, all mental health. But if, if someone has experienced a trauma as specific as watching a loved one, a family member, or whatever, be gruesomely murdered, could it be possible that they that trauma could ignite? having hallucinations about things that have happened or about that trauma? So uh, I think that... <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> In my clinical so thing, uh, um, so <laughs> I think that like <clears throat> with trauma... I don't think that hallucinations is like a, co- I mean, hallucinations is not a common symptom of okay. experiencing a trauma, 
Yes. But I think like it certainly could be possible in like very rare circumstances. Like I think mm. that for, you know, in terms of like psychosis or like experiencing psychotic symptoms and by psychotic symptoms, I mean like hallucinations and delusions um, mm-hmm. that that experience is like rarer, but it can happen with a lot of other things. So like, I think a lot of times people associate those type of symptoms with like schizophrenia primarily, but like uh. folks can have, depression with psychotic symptoms. Folks can have like other diagnoses that also experience those symptoms. It's again, like I I think it's typically rarer, but like it's not totally impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like, as we talked about with PT, like with a formal PTSD diagnosis um, that folks might experience nightmares and flashbacks, but like a flashback is different from experiencing a hallucination. Right, it's like you're, right, right, You're like essentially like back in the situation versus seeing something or hearing something that's not present. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So again, like could be possible, maybe possible, but I think it's, it's super duper, super rare. Yeah. Another random question associated with that. Can any kind of psychosis be genetic? Yeah, I mean, I think with like with mental illnesses as a whole, like there's always a, a a risk to, you know, you yourself having something if like you have a genetic predisposition, if you have other mm-hmm. biological family members that might have also had things. It's not like it's not a one for one, so it's not like, you know, if somebody if if you're if a parent or a grandparent um, was struggling with schizophrenia and, and then like you yourself are definitively going to have it. Maybe you're mm. at an increased risk. Maybe you suffer from anxiety, but <clears throat> it's not necessarily like always going to be the same. I think it's just like generally you might have an increased risk. And that too is like not def- like, it's not seven stone. You could still have right. family members that have like mental health diagnoses and then you yourself aren't having those experiences. So, um, mm. So, yeah. Do you think that with halluc, if someone is experiencing hallucinations or any form of that psychosis, that uh, cognitive behavioral therapy would help or do or is there a specialist for that kind of thing? Like if Bruce had to go to somewhere <laughs> to help with his PTSD, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. that's not the Middle Ages or, or whatever. Yeah, if that's he not was not ages. sent to the Middle Ages, because I don't really know what kind of mental health care they have going on uh, in that time period. They have, you're Imagine. crazy, we're going to hang you. Yeah, it's called, yeah, the, it's called like, the rack. Some form of, of murder. Um, yes. I mean, I mean, he should see a trauma specialist for sure, uh, if he was having any kind of psychotic symptoms. I mean, like, mm. therapy and medication, that that combo is, yeah. uh, like, research shows that that combo is very helpful in, like, helping manage symptoms. Um, so, yeah. Are you – you're not a trauma specialist, are you? What's your specialties? Uh, not a trauma specialist. I have done, like, boatloads of, like – 
all of my pre-private practice work was all mm-hmm. all trauma all the time. Um, but then yes. they got burnt out, and that's why I'm here. So uh, <laughs> fair enough. Now we've oof, seen now we've I, seen smile. We know what burnout is. Right, in exactly. Is. <laughs> yeah, I got smiled, and so then I left to do my yeah. own practice. Um, so now I do more like anxiety, uh, perfectionism, burnout as well. Um, Mm. And, like, life transition stuff, uh, you know, like, pregnancy and parenthood. But there's still – I mean, I'm also – I will share an anecdote that has, like, forever shaped me as a therapist. When I Mm. was working in trauma work, um, I met with a new client and they were like, oh, I'm already in therapy. And I was like, oh, so, like, why are you also coming here for therapy? Because, like – Two plus two in this equation doesn't actually math. Like, it's mm. not helpful to see a ton of therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, it could actually, like, be unhelpful because then you're getting different vibes from different people. And, like, that's just not – it's not going to, like, add on and, like, exact, like mm-hmm. make the, the healing faster or better. Right, um, right. So I was like, what, what do you need from me? How can I help you if you already have this connection? And they told me that their therapist was like, oh, I don't do trauma. And I was just like, How, what do you mean you don't do trauma? Like, mm. I don't I don't understand that. First of all, I am like knee deep in all traumas. So I don't mm-hmm. know how you can just say like you don't work with trauma because like everybody has trauma. How are you how are you meeting with any human? Like, uh, do you have a case yeah. with the robots? So that like shocked me. And I will never, I will never forget that because essentially like even if someone's coming in for anxiety, they're coming in because like, they're, they're, you know, pregnant and like dealing with like, you know, anxiety or depression around that. Like, it doesn't matter. Like everybody has experienced trauma, whether it's big T or little T in some form. Yeah. And it's just always going to be a part of like the work that we do, whether it's like my primary focus or not is one thing, but like, I will never, if I'm working with someone and we're like talking about their anxiety and it's like, oh, maybe there's like some past trauma that's also connected to why you have anxiety. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry, can't, uh, we can't talk about that stuff ever. Um, too bad. Well, uh, yeah. It just, like, that's like trauma. a... <laughs> right. That's why we're in therapy. Everyone is dealing with some crazy thing. Everyone has trauma. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank Good you. stuff. Thank you. <laughs> That's the new theme song for uh, Brains. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has trauma. Everyone has trauma. Everyone is dealing with crazy things. But, like, truly, that's, like, one of the things that really grinds my gears. Mm, If we have a mm -hmm. what grinds my gears segment. Um, Yes. Again, it's just, like, this – I mean, I know that different mental health folks, like, practitioners have – different styles of working based on like their educational background and other training and things like that, their approach generally. But like my philosophy is that you can't, you know, nitpick which things someone's going to like bring into a space. Like they're bringing their Mm -hmm. whole self into this space. And that's like, that's like the micro that's like the stuff around them. That's, you know, like not just like their family, their friends, their job, things like that. It's also larger, like macro, like big picture society and like, you know, political landscape, socioeconomic, like there's so many things that people are bringing in when they're bringing themselves into therapy. You can't 
you know, pick and choose. And I hope, right. I hope I'm not pissing anybody off. That's just my philosophy and approach. You do you. But if you say that you're not doing trauma, then what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and that has been Parlor Talk. <laughs> with it really was Parlor Talk. Oops. That was Parlor Talk. <laughs> Come sit, have a drink. It's Parlor Talk. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I could go down the rabbit hole now with you. I have so many other questions, but it's going to go into something that's not related to this at all. But one, just one last thing. So if someone were dealing with the situation that you discussed, or, or this, if someone came to you with a big T trauma that you felt, I mean, I know you would help try and help them as much as you could, but is there a world where you would say, maybe not this big T trauma. I'll try to help, <laughs> but like, I don't know what else I could offer you. Like how, yeah, how do you I mean, word that? Like for me, I have no problem being very transparent around what I cannot do. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe that's some other stuff I have to work out on my own, but like generally, mm-hmm. like I feel like it's really important to be transparent around your niche and your limitations. Like I do not market myself as a trauma specialist. I still get inquiries for traumas, but yeah, like yeah. I, I don't market myself as like, I am a trauma therapist. Like that is what I do. Um, because I put it in the butt at the beginning. Like, yeah. I try. I mean, I try to in the way yeah. that I market myself and then, right. you know, I still might get inquiries with people. And again, another really important piece of the process for me is doing a consultation call where I'm actually oh, like fair. speaking on the phone with somebody for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's an, it's like, a mutual opportunity. It's for me to figure out like, what, what are you looking to address? Like, what are you looking for support with? Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity for them to like, learn if I can help them learn about like my approach and my style. And just like, do you feel comfortable talking to me? Like, are Mm -hmm. we building a good rapport? Um, because also this might be my opinion, but I think there's also actually like research based in this that, Regardless of the modalities and approach and things like that, the most important factor that influences like someone's success in therapy and treatment is that uh, therapeutic alliance, that connection, that relationship mm-hmm. with their therapist. If you don't have a good, if you're like not into your therapist, if you feel like they're not, you know, meeting the needs that you have, if you don't jive with them, it's not good vibes. You're yeah. not going to get you know, the outcome that you're hoping for, because regardless of their skill level, regardless of their experience, you're just not feeling it. And it's going to be so much harder for you to like be your authentic self in this space to get what you're looking for out of it. So, um, so I find that call to be like really, really crucial in, in, and like not putting that pressure on someone to be like, you, like, I will tell you if that's something that I don't do. But right at the beginning, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. But outside of that, like, if you like my style, like, you know, let's mm-hmm. move forward. If you don't, like, I will not be offended. I literally say that in my phone calls and in my intakes. I, I tell people it's the first, like, it's the first part of my spiel is telling people I will never be offended if you decide that I am not the best fit for you. Because yeah. like, there's a bajillion therapists out there, and like, just because I'm not the right fit for you doesn't mean that somebody else won't be. It's again, mm-hmm. not just about like the, the areas that you're looking to be addressed, but just like how you feel with someone. I know that I might not be the best like person for everyone and that's mm-hmm. okay. Again, 
I can work that out in my own therapy, but it's not yes. about me. It's about the client and making sure that they get what they need. So right. semi second parlor talk, but well, listen, no, I love it. I dig it. Everyone has trauma. Everyone is <laughs> everyone. dealing with some crazy thing. <laughs> Again, uh, hey. yeah. <laughs> that that is absolutely it. I'm no, also thank you for in that. Hamilton. <laughs> you know, I I feel like that's not true. It's not. I feel like you would be a great King George. Let's I'll throw that out there. Well, that's Ooh. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious for sure. It'll be a good time. Great. It'd be hilarious call, if I woke call up Lynn. and I was like, "Where's Brian?" And I find out that he's in Hamilton. Yeah. He didn't tell me his wife. Yeah, he didn't tell us why. Because I'm in uh, San Antonio at the Spooky Hotel. Ooh. Right, you book it just to go and stay at the Spooky Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, and see Hamilton. We might be coming down to San Antonio <laughs> to stay in that hotel and see uh, see it. Come on, yeah. Now that we, we know that you're in, in it, come on. What? <laughs> Dead. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie, for humoring me with my questions uh, about all that. But I think it's good information. So don't be bad therapist and be 10 sessions in and then say, I'm not taking, I'm not dealing with your trauma anymore. Don't do that. Don't, don't be a hypnotic. Don't be a hypnotic (laughs) therapist. Watch our, (laughs) listen to that episode for reference of what we're talking about. Yes. Grand. So, Rotten Tomatoes, guys? Yeah, let's do them. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah, I accidentally saw it when we watched the movie, and then again after I forgot it today because Brian opened the screen right next to where he was sitting next to me. Dang. I think I might have saw one, but I might be wrong. So I'll guess another number. Sure. What do you think it is, Nikisha? I'm going to say 78. It's an 88. Oh, wow. Uh, and Great. the audience score is an 89. So it's like like right around the same place. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Good e- for them. Evil Dead 2's increased special effects and slapstick gore makes it as good, if not better, than the original. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a solid sentence. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, should we do the four S's? Yes. yes. Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> Okay, so we have skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Uh, we're going to rank this movie based on those categories. Skulls is how well it handles human behavior and mental health. Scares is how scary was it. Shakes is how much is this going to stick with you. Uh, and then suggestions, movies you would pair this with. Um, let's do skulls, scares, and shakes one through ten. Jamie, why don't you start us off? Sure. For Skulls, I gave this a six because I think like some people are making some, you know, Mm. sound choices. But like when Henrietta turns back into Henrietta and starts singing the Mockingbird song and like she starts walking closer to her, I'm like, she's not. That's not her. Get it together faster. Just not. Just not good. (laughs) Um, For Scares, I gave it a three because it's really not as scary. Um, There's way more humor. But I would say, like, again, I think there's some, like, practical effects. I think there's some uh, tension building that's Mm -hmm. good, um, but definitely less scary. 
Um, for Shakes, I wrote a thousand because I love this movie. It's <laughs> my one of my top horror movies of all time. Um, Can I just say I love that you love this movie? Like, I just it's just so it makes sense to me in my fun. brain. And knowing who you are, it makes oh, sense. Oh no, that this what does is that mean? Great, <laughs> no, but in like a good way. It's like this is what makes Jamie laugh. Like I get it. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Nikisha, I want I want your numbers. Okay. So for <laughs> skulls, I'm gonna give it a four. Cause there was people that were peopling, and I well, actually, no, no, no. Scratch that sorry, 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 sorry. I'm also going to give it a six. And the reason why I jumped up, because how can you forget <laughs> the mechanics of that chainsaw? Because that was smart as fuck. So great. Yeah. Yes. Love six. it. Six. Love it. Six. Good. Two for points the chainsaw. for chainsaw technology. Yeah. 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 Great. That was so Because I kept thinking, because I knew it was a chainsaw. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense because he can use his other arm to crank it and rev it up. But no, he did something even better. So his other hand is free. And that's mm-hmm. smart. So, yes, I'll give it a six. Uh, <laughs> scares, it was not scary, but that deer was creepy. Mm. So I'm going to give it a two. Mm-hmm. And skulls, I'll, I'll give it a three. I feel like when I see it again, it'll it'll jump up. But it'll definitely be in my memory to watch again during the Halloween season. Sure. So, Ooh. yes. Um, for skulls, I gave it a four. For scares, I gave it a two. And then for shakes, I gave it an eight uh, because whether, you know, it's just it's Evil Dead 2. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I will never forget the laughing scene, Bruce Campbell. There's so many things working for this movie, both being enjoyable in itself and historically that like I, I just like this will always stay with me. Anytime you see a chainsaw attached to someone's hand, like as a callback to this or like this isn't so much pop culture. I enjoy the movie. It's one of my favorite 80s horror movies, which says a lot um, like it, it's a it's a it's definitely that for me, for sure. Um, uh, Jamie, yeah. what suggestions do you have? Um, I have two. I have one Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi and one not Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. my Sam Raimi suggestion is Drag Me to Hell. Great movie. Oh, yeah. So I good. Because like it also definitely, I feel like that most aligns with, uh, this Evil Dead. Um, just with like oh, great. the similar, uh, I, I mean, it's not like slapsticky, but it is sticky. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it does. <laughs> it also balances <laughs> horror and yes. comedy pretty well. Yes, yeah, I, think I really so. liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize um, it was Sam Raimi. And then my non-Sam Raimi is Slither, which is also sticky. Mm. Ooh. James Gunn. Have you seen Slither, Nikisha? No, I have not. Ooh, okay. I think you would really like that. It's James Gunn directed it. Okay. Um, Slither. Okay. What about you, Nikisha? What suggestions do you have? Those are two good ones. Okay, so if you want a hand. The Adams Family, guys. Oh. It. <laughs> Give me more hands. And then more just hands. because I was thinking of favorite horror comedies and something that we've already covered, I'm going to say Jennifer's Body mm. just mm. because it's just a fun, it's a fun time with a lot of gore and it leans into just the absurdity of the time and, and of just horror mm-hmm. movies in general. So, yeah. Cool. That is for sure. Oh, I came up with another one. Since we were what? talking about hands, um, yes. idle hands. Well, stole mine. Oh. No, I, <gasps> no, it's okay. I'm kidding. Uh, 
<laughs> slowly exits the camera. <laughs> no, come oh, now you have a I, roll, it wasn't me. Now you have a rolly chair, so you can do the joke. Oh, yeah. So you can do the bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, follow us nice. on watch us on YouTube so you can see Jamie's rolly chair bit. <laughs> um so uh I have um I have two. I actually went similarly to what Nikisha did was like my favorite horror comedy that actually makes me laugh. I feel mm-hmm. like that's rare. I feel like horror comedies are more like just not like evil if that like they're just not they're not like dark. They're more like light and funny. But this one actually yes. makes me laugh. Tucker and Dale versus Evil mm. is one of the best horror comedies ever. And nice. is a good one. It 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 is making fun of this. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, okay. Uh, like, I mean, it just in the woods, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. That one. Uh, and then I also had, you want another horror comedy? Uh, ish, that's more gory in 80s, Reanimator from 1985. Uh, oh. It's like, it, it, I would I would absolutely see these two in like a, a funny 80s special effects two-pack. Um, nice. Um, so that's what I went with. Um, cool. That is all. Beautiful. Well, Ooh. I think that wraps up our episode of uh, Evil Dead 2, No Article, Dead by Daylight, Groovy, Chainsaw Hands. Remember the tip. <laughs> Remember the tip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can follow us on all social medias, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, at TalkHorrorPod. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Yeah, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, as we mentioned, find us on YouTube, but you can listen to us on things like Spotify. You can find us on things like Stitcher and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Thank you. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.